Good evening, everyone. Friends, the gospel reading we have uh, becomes, well, um, one of the most difficult uh, for Christians. Um, and uh, it almost seems as if Jesus is talking about a world that uh, we don't know anything about. And our first reading speaks about jealous and angry and hold grudges and another who had the opportunity to retaliate because uh, it would have been in his right and been just, but he chose not to. He used restraint and did not. The second reader, the reading speaks about Adam from the Garden of Eden and the other uh, is a reference to the Son of Man, that is Jesus. And it will be in baptism uh, that while we may look or appear to be of the same substance as of Adam, the first man of the earth, it is through baptism that we then begin to image the one from heaven. And in doing so, then we are asked to follow in his footsteps and to do as he has done. And this is what is being put forth to us in the gospel. Our gospel reading is widely known as the golden rule. Do to others as you would have them do unto you. It's another way of uh, saying treat others as you yourself want to be treated. And uh, it is a very simple and clear rule by our Lord. And it is at the heart of our religion. But, um, and you probably know this already, this precept is also found in some of the other ancient religions also, such as Buddhism and uh, in Islam. It is found in our Old Testament also, but it is usually put in the negative style of speaking. Tobit from the Old Testament, chapter 415. Do to no one what you yourself dislike. In Christian's terms, it is our Lord's way of putting uh, that we should love our neighbor to the degree that we love ourselves. Just about everyone in the world has heard of the golden rule in some version or another. And even people who do not subscribe to religious things find the rule written on their hearts, meaning uh, they know of it. And, and it urges them, at least in their better moments, uh, to treat others as they themselves wish to be treated. Despite this natural rule put on our hearts, of all human hearts, uh, it is often ignored. Most of the sad and depressing stories splattered in the news of late, in social media and on TV, are the consequences of ignoring Jesus' teaching, which is a very difficult one. War and terrorism and violence and greed and abuse and neglect result from lack of love in the human family. And the love uh, in the Greek version that is being used is what we've talked about over the past four years together, hesed. Hesed is covenantal love. It has nothing to do with feelings, but it has everything to do with you acting on the will. I will do this. Because if you say, well, I don't, most of, I don't feel like forgiving anyone. <laughs> Great. But it has nothing to do with that. And so the love that Jesus is talking about is has said, a covenantal love. 
a loyal type of love, a love that God enters into where he remains loyal and steadfast and true and he's merciful in all things. And we have entered into that in baptism. And this is the type of love that Jesus is referring to. And my friends, it becomes a, a, a very difficult one. So um, all the war and terrorism and violence and all that and hatred is because we ignore uh, the teaching. And I don't even dare, do I even put this teachings of Christ up against the political uh, turmoil in our country. Well, that is certainly not has said. <laughs> and all of us, ordinary folk, if you will, we are victims of people not obeying the golden rule. People's schemes and scams and... Uh, um, of late, uh, the big thing, identity theft. <laughs> that certainly is not doing unto others <laughs> as you would have them do to you. My friends, and, uh, and I can attest from our own, alarm systems and surveillance systems, oh, there's a fortune, and they're making a lot of money, and they're commonplace because of burglary and assaults, or uh, now on the news, or uh, a fake assault. Our society is not exactly steeped in love of neighbor of late. My friends, even within the church, the members feel that it is asking too much to abide by the golden rule. Some point out that our 21st century neighbors are just not what the neighbors used to be, um, and it's impossible to love them as Jesus but I tell you, when Jesus spoke this, and I know this is one of the arguments people, Jesus was speaking to his disciples. And he was, yes, referring to the Romans. The Romans were beating them up. And he was also making reference to his disciples that were to come and all the missionaries who were going to get beaten up also. And because it is a living word of God, it also applies to us. So it goes that argument, well, Jesus wasn't talking about that. Yes, he was. He was only talking about the Romans. No, he wasn't. That's very narrow-minded, and that's a way for you to skirt around what's being asked. My friends, um, and particularly in our litigation society, my goodness, folks in a heartbeat will sue you <laughs> if there's money to be had. <sighs> for And... Despite all of that, and for all of that, the golden rule remains, and it continues to confront and challenge all of us. It is at the heart of our religion and of social sanity. It challenges us to keep kindness and charity of heart going, especially in these times when there's so much suspicion of obscurity and just utter nonsense. We know in our heart of hearts that the golden rule is right, not only as religion, but as a social ethic for all societies. Right? And we know that our world would be a much different place if we treated one another as each of us wants to be treated. And I think it is very reasonable to put forth that everyone wants to be treated with respect and love. And we always will. I haven't yet to run across someone who will say, I don't want to be treated with respect and I don't want to be treated with love. 
<laughs> I haven't run in to anybody. I have been to say other things, but <laughs> I'm not going to say it from the amble. <laughs> Such is the enduring practicality, then, of the golden rule. And, my friends, I've had um, not only members of our own, but of other Christian denominations. Uh, well, I will treat others when nicely when they start treating me nice. The Lord already condemned that. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth mortality. Go to Matthew 5, 38-39, not to mention Romans, 1 Thessalonians, and 1 Peter. We must move beyond an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth notion in our relationships. Or we are going to end up with a society full of blind people that are toothless. <laughs> right? An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth? If you do that, that's what we're going <laughs> to... I know. The golden rule is a rule of love. The kind that uh, is covenantal, has said. Let us look to our Lord rather than to our neighbor for the inspiration to get beyond the hesitation to do this and the suspicion. And fully embrace uh, the rule, the teaching of our Lord. It is not our neighbor with whom we must compare ourselves. We will always do well in that comparison, <laughs> even in our own minds, if nothing else. It is our Lord with whom we must compare ourselves. Our Lord's selfless love. For us, it should be our motivation for loving others, even though we know that our love will never reach to that height, but um, yet we are called to do so. My friends, uh, uh, almost a year ago, I gave a homily on, that was very difficult for me about forgiveness because I spoke about uh, the person which, whom I held a grudge against. Do you remember? A family member. So when I talk to you about this, I don't talk to you as if someone who doesn't know and doesn't understand. Great harm, great hurt. No hands. I mean, I came to understand forgiveness as strength. It is easy to hold a grudge. It is easy to hate. That's easy. Strength to forgive. That's strength. People don't know the power of it. You have the power. You hold the power to forgive. That's your power to forgive. And it takes great strength. Uh, there's forgiveness as liberation. I learned that uh, by holding that grudge against my family member. Oh, I w it was, now I look back and I realize how crazy I was. It was insane. And how it ate at me. You see, uh, I became liberated when I was able to forgive that family member. After years, grudges and and hatred. My friends, think about it. When you hate somebody, you take that person everywhere you go. Think about that. How powerful is that for the other person? Oh, I hate that person. There they are sitting at the tides having a beer, and you're sitting in your house hating them. And then you go to Costco and you hate them. And then you're in I 5 and you hate them. You see what I'm talking about? You take them everywhere you go. They are with you in the same way when you love somebody. You see, when you love somebody, you take them with you wherever you go. The opposite happens when you hate. 
I didn't learn. I mean, it took me years to figure that one out. And finally, I let it go. My friends, oh. And then forgiveness as grace, deliverance from the resentment and the vengefulness and the wanting to... Uh, my friends, our second reading gets at this. Uh, St. Paul will say, which one are you? Are you Adam or are you Christ? In baptism, you are supposed to be Christ. Go look in the mirror. Which one do you see, Adam or do you see the other, Christ? My friends, my professor once told me, he said, oh, he, told, he always tells great stories. He said, oh, a man asked, oh, I have two creatures living within me. One is generous and, and uh, forgiving. The other one's resentful and vengeful and seeks destruction. And the professor said, and he asked, oh, I wonder which one's going to win. And the professor said, the one that you feed, that is the one who is going to win. So which one are you going to feed? Your hatred? Or will you feed your love? All these things are difficult. And for you who heard my homily about, you know how difficult and how heartbreaking it was for me to even speak it. This is difficult that he asks of us, but we are able uh, to do this. Uh, in our Eucharist, he tells us, this is the chalice of my blood, the blood that is poured out for you and for many so that sins may be forgiven. And when we take part in that, you have been given grace then. Yes, it's hard. You know, your pastor really shared with you how long years it took me to forgive my father. And it was a horrible way that the Lord brought it about for me. Never want to do that again. And that's why, you know, it takes this much energy to hate is this to love. I just love. I scratch my head sometimes with people. <laughs> and I go home. Jesus, they belong to you. <laughs> They're your people. <laughs> I'm going to have my cupcake now, and you can tell me what you want me to do. But at least I don't hate. And I sleep. Well, not because I have hatred, but I mean, I have problems with sleep, but it has nothing to do with me holding grudges anymore. I just let it go. I know people, you know, I went to our principal's barber. <laughs> <laughs> and I told her, don't do that. <laughs> and I didn't get upset, but she said, she's Buddhist. She told me, she said, Mark, don't worry, it grow back. Two weeks. <laughs> Humor will help too, because I thought, oh, mm, 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 mm. And I thought, you know, she's right. It will grow back in two weeks. <laughs> Until then, it'll be what it is. And only have love. And the whole time she spoke as a Buddhist about peace and love. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, my brothers and sisters, this is hard stuff, I know. Sometimes I thought, if people read the readings ahead, they're not, I'm not going to Mass because I don't really know what Father's going to tell me. You have to forgive. You have to. Because this is about you and your Lord now. This is no longer about you and the person who has caused you harm. And he said, if you do not do this, my Father will not forgive you. Period. So I forgive everybody because I'm in need of a lot of forgiveness. I need to get to heaven. 
And I'm not going to let somebody who hurt me get in the way of that because I can't see past my blindness. And um, in this world, there's already enough of that. Peace and joy and love. Uh, the Christians, we need to be living by those. Amen.